0: Thanks for tuning into the Flipking Real Estate Radio. Whether a beginner or seasoned real estate vet, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real-world deal examples, tools and tricks for your daily business, and good old-fashioned motivation to get you in the game. We're here to see your real estate business grow to fit your lifestyle, whether for straight cash or cash flow. Grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flipking Real Estate Radio Show. Now, here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. All right, guys and girls, Joe Evangelisti, Flipking.com. Got a real treat for you this morning. I'm on the way to actually negotiate a deal. So I'm bringing you through it real time on the podcast. This is actually a deal that I've talked about before, or uh, I should say a continuation of a deal that I've talked about before, and I call it the replacement recipe. Those of you who've been paying attention and listening to the podcasts know what the replacement recipe is. It's basically anytime we buy a property, look for either... Long-term financing or a way to get out uh, our investors. So if we have a cash investor on the deal, we're looking for long-term financing, refinance them out. Uh, or in this particular circumstance, we're dealing with seller financing. So those of you who've listened again, I, I, I bought three duplex properties from this gentleman already. All three times he held seller financing. The one time we actually refinanced him out of his seller financing, and he still kept a second note on the property for about six figures. So. In that case, we actually had a six-figure profit on a property that we've never had any of our own money out of pocket on. I'm actually on the way right now to meet with this gentleman, talk about his last duplex. The only thing he has left that he owns is a duplex and his single family house that he lives in. I actually assume that we're going to end up buying the single family from him in a couple years too, because he's in retirement and then he's getting ready to relocate. Him and his wife love to travel all around the world. So, uh, they were gonna, they're going to try to, I think, go somewhere in Alaska. Anyway, on the, the, the road right now, on the way to see him. And the whole idea is there's a duplex that he has left. It's a little bit undervalued as far as rents. He's getting like $800 a month for each unit. I think they're both uh, two-bedroom units. And a very uh, quick synopsis, uh, and the, almost the same property that we bought from him about two years ago. He had the same kind of circumstance. He was getting $800 per unit. He he's owns all these properties for almost 30 years. The one that we bought from him last year had tenants for almost 25 years on both sides. And ironically, both tenants left at almost the same time. So we bought it vacant. We did a little bit of renovation on it. I'm going to try to get the numbers right, but they might not be exact. I basically paid him $180,000 for the property and he brought $15,000 to the table. Now, he seller financed the entire deal. So we have a $180,000 mortgage on the property. But in reality, we basically paid him $165,000 because he gave us $15,000 at the table. Any way you can pay yourself to buy a deal, I always think is just, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. I mean, that's just an infinite return on your investment. You have no investment. You're actually getting paid to take the deed to a property. So in that, in that circumstance, he gave us $15,000 at the table. We put about 15,000 into the property. So we're, let's, let's call it break even, but we rented both units within two months of buying the property and they both rent out now for, I believe, 1195 or 1150 or something like that. So we increased the rent from 800 to 1150 per unit and we have zero money out of pocket. And now we have an improved duplex that is a beautiful property. It's all been redone and we have great tenants. So. You know, that property now with the mortgage that we have on it kicks off something like $1,000 a month in positive cash flow. So figure we've been making $1,000 a month for over a year now. We have zero money out of pocket and we have seller financing at 4% on the property. So my idea is today, my hope is that I'm going to negotiate a very similar deal with this duplex. One side is currently occupied. The other side is vacant. This duplex needs about 15 or 20 grand worth of work. So... Uh, and I know he's looking to get 170 for the property, so I'd be very, very happy and comfortable if we were able to negotiate a 190 purchase with twenty thousand dollars back, which will leave us somewhere north of fifteen thousand dollars in cash after closing costs. And what that means is, and I know this sounds crazy to some folks, but that means that this gentleman is going to bring twenty thousand dollars to the table in order to sell us his property. Now everyone scratches their head and says, "Well, why the heck would he do that?" Well for a couple different reasons. One thing is that this guy's owned these four four duplexes now for almost 30 years, and we're on the last one. We're trying to buy the last one. He's tired of being a landlord. Now, he was lucky enough to have a lot of his tenants for a very, very long period of time, probably because he never raised their rent, but he had some long-term tenants. Now that they're becoming vacant slowly, he's getting tired of the turnover. He knows that if he calls us, he can put the deal together. He can get a long-term investment for his money and get paid interest every month. So it might not sound like a lot, you know, he gets 4% interest, so he's getting a couple hundred dollars a month, but he doesn't have to do any work at all. So he would rather bring $20,000 to the table to get rid of these properties, knowing he's going to have an investment on that same 20 and know that he doesn't have to spend the 10 or 15 or 20 that it takes to renovate this duplex the way it should be for a new tenant. And he doesn't have to deal with the work and the hassle. This is also a gentleman that him and his wife do a lot of the work themselves He's getting up there he's got to be 80-ish I'm saying you know I'm thinking 80-ish and uh, you know I'm sure he doesn't feel like painting porches and, and replacing windows so you know like I said there's a lot of benefits but always think about it there you, we always assume what other people's position is gonna be and this is uh, I, I think a good bit of advice I, I would you know think about this write this down don't always assume people's position ask them their position so like when I first met this guy I asked him, what do, what do you want to do? Have you thought about seller financing? And he said, yeah, you know, I would consider that. And then I asked him what kind of an interest he's looking for. Now, a much younger me might've jumped right out and said, oh, I'll give you 8%. I'll give you 10%. And I probably would have been able to pay this guy eight or 10% based on this deal because of the fact that there's so much meat on the bone. But his suggestion to me was, would you give me four or four and a half percent? That's what he was happy with. Don't assume that you know what an investor is going to be happy with or what they're going to want or a seller is going to want, ask them. And I know I did a whole, po- I did a whole podcast on this, on building rapport, asking questions, uh, talking to sellers, figuring out what they want. Anyway, I'm going to uh, cut this podcast, uh, this piece of the recording, a little bit short. I'm going to actually go meet with him in real time. I'm going to jump back in the car, hop back on the recorder and tell you exactly what happened. And then by the time you hear this podcast as a whole, you'll know the results of what's going on. And we'll talk a little bit further about the deals in a little bit. Talk soon. Okay, I'm back. I just got done meeting with my seller slash investor about that final duplex. And uh, I want to give you a recap. This is what happened. First of all, I went in there with no preconceived notions of what we thought we could get done. I just kind of assumed that we would get done something similar to what we did before. And my thought was if I could get the property and leave the closing table with ten or fifteen thousand dollars out of um in my hand, uh that would be a win for us because I think we're gonna spend about that on the on the renovation of the duplex. So uh here's the deal. One of the tenants is vacating in a couple weeks. The other tenant has been there forever and they have no plans on moving. The rents on the uh, one side, are a little bit higher than I thought. They're paying almost a thousand a month, and they're actually paying a little bit more than that because they pay the water and sewer quarterly. So uh, the seller actually brought to the table. Uh, again, you got to realize, guys. A lot of times you're dealing with people who are savvy. If they've had a little bit of a portfolio, they know the numbers, they know the drill, they know what they're they know what they're doing. So um, he actually brought with him two amortization schedules depicting what the payments would be to him based on two different purchase prices, okay? He initially wanted to sell the property for $175. Uh, that was his number that he had kind of had in his head last week. And bear in mind, I have never given him a counter offer. I've never told him anything different than $175. Uh, we did go walk the property last week. And, you know, I pointed out a few things that needed to be upgraded. In this particular unit, the one that's vacant, I mean, the kitchen hasn't been done in 32 years. So, you know, we did have to do a little minor kitchen, you know, apartment grade kitchen and some aesthetic stuff as well as a little bit of electrical upgrade and things like that. So I just kind of pointed those things out to him last week. I didn't say I can't pay your ask because of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the work that needs to be done. I just kind of subtly pointed those things out. So anyway, fast forward to, you know, 20 minutes ago, we sat down and before I even said anything, he said to me, you know, I was asking 175 and I said, okay, what do you think you want to be? Didn't make them a lower offer, didn't, you know, balk at the number, didn't really do anything. Just, just where do you think you want to be now that we've walked through it? Now that you've done the due diligence, you've done your numbers, where do you think you want to be? He, at that point, said he'd be happy if he if he had 160, if he sold the house for 160. Now, I agree with that number. I think 160 is a fair price. In fact, I have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure I've bought almost every duplex for either 160 or 155, and we're on our fourth duplex here. So I think they're all in line with the same exact numbers. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I still want about 15 grand in cash. And you figure just roughly you're going to have $5,000 in closing costs. So... This gentleman, this seller actually printed out these two amortization schedules. He's got one in front of him for a loan of $170,000 and a second one in front of him for a loan of $180,000. Now, quick math. We're buying him for $160. If he loans me $180, we're going to leave with about $15,000 in cash. If he loans us $170, we're only going to leave with about five grand in cash. So he pulls out the $170 loan schedule first. And I kind of said to him, listen, you know, I, you know, I I think the 160 purchase price is fair, but I really think we're going to put 10 or 15 grand into these units. And I think that, you know, I'd really like to be able to see if we could do a loan of 180. That way we have that money to put into these properties. Um, that way we know we're going to upgrade them. And keep in mind, guys, again, savvy investor. He's been doing this for 30 years. He's just trying to retire. He's not stupid. He knows that I'm going to put 15 grand into this unit and God forbid he has to foreclose which knock on wood would never happen. If he had to foreclose, he's going to basically take back a a renovated unit where all the money that he's letting us borrow at the closing table is going right back into his own property. And it's increasing the value of his property. So if we renovated this unit, we couldn't find a tenant and we we defaulted somehow, he's got good equity built in and we did all the work. So he was comfortable with the 180. So bottom line, we're buying the property. We have a 180 mortgage. He's getting paid 160 and we're going to leave the table with about 15 grand. Now it gets better than that. So the very, very similar unit that we bought a couple years ago, again, if you go back and listen to the Replacement Recipe podcast, should be like uh, four or five, episode four or five, I think, you're going to see that we've actually taken one of his duplexes before, refinanced his personal note out, and then got him to hold that money again on a second note. So it ended up being where we had a 180 note with him before on a different property. Our bank gave us 200 for that note so we had $15,000 in positive cash from that settlement and then we got the seller the same guy to hold back a second note on that same property for over 100 grand so within 3 years we actually walked out of this property not only did we make 15 grand at settlement you know 3 years ago but then when we refinanced 2 years ago we had 115,000 pulled out of it So, you know, we're well into the six figures in profit on these properties. Now, it's leverage, but it's considered profit in my book because we're using it for other projects. And the interest rate is great. And on top of that, you don't pay taxes on a refinance. So these are refinanced deals where we're getting the cash out. We're doing deals with them. We're paying a low interest rate. And this all happened from building rapport with a seller three or four years ago, making um, a, a good impression on him. And by the way, him and his wife. And by the way, guys, one more thing. He's not bringing this deal to anybody else. This is it. He knows we're his buyer. He didn't have to worry about putting it on the market this time. Now, the first deal I bought from him was actually on the market. I think I said this in a different podcast. He had a bunch of people through it, a bunch of buyers. They beat him up. They they told him his, his property was a bunch of crap. and You know, just, just really started off on the wrong foot and they that way they could never put a deal together we came in we were nice we didn't insult him I respected the fact that he's been in the game for 30 years and and I I tried to put a deal together on from a respectful and a respectful manner and here we are fast forward three years from now we're on our fourth duplex we've taken tens of thousands of dollars out of these properties we've done other deals with that money we've done a lot of things with that money and we're buying our fourth property and on top of that he even said, at this meeting, look, put the money into the property, put that 15 into it. And he's open to doing other lines of credit for other properties. So not only have we gained an investor, we've gained physical assets and investments. We've gained a friend. We've gained a little bit of a mentor because this guy's been doing this forever. I mean, he answers all the questions we need to know. Anything you need to know about these properties, of course, he knows about it. So we call him all the time. Just a really good relationship. And it's just one of very many relationships that we have that are very similar, but I wanted to give you guys a real-time look at a deal. So there you have it. Just closed the deal in the time that it took me to have this conversation and, and record this podcast. On the way there, and the way back, it looks like we'll be closing this deal in a couple weeks. By the time you hear this podcast air, we'll probably be probably be closing the deal in a couple days, and uh, we'll walk out of that settlement with about 15k in positive cash. I call that an infinite return because it's it's cash that comes in my pocket that I didn't have to put any of my money out of pocket to get. So uh, just, I don't know, 10 different ways that this is a good deal. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something from it. Please, please, please hit me up at the podcast, theflipking.com. Give us uh, your comments. Go to the Flipking Facebook page and leave your comments there. Uh, we've gotten some really good feedback in the last couple of weeks and questions and comments. Uh, also, you can hit me up at Evangelisti. That's J-E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-S-T-I. That's my Twitter handle, and you can check us out on Periscope. So I'll be doing a lot of uh, live video feeds coming up here shortly. We're doing a lot of good Q&A live on Periscope. If you don't have Periscope on your phone, you should definitely download it. A lot of ton of free information that we're giving out, uh, really good stuff. You know, you can start to try to get involved with our hot seats and our possible masterminds coming up here shortly. Love to help. Love to give out the free information. I hope you're uh, taking advantage of it. Remember, get off your seat and get out there and do something. Be proactive. Uh, The money's not going to come to you unless you go after it. Look forward to next podcast recording. Until then, get outside and invest.